Welcome, everyone. Hi. So, this is Dira Watmo. You guys are great. We've been getting so many messages and voice messages from you that are so fucking funny and also interesting, but they're not always connected to the topic that we're doing on the, the main episode. And so we really wanted to be able to hold a space for this. That's why we created the segment that was that's usually in the main episode. But it's just too big. We it's just, too big, guys. It's, it's too big. And I need to train my <laughs> podcast hole to fit it in. We have too many messages so we said why not make a mini episode so in between weeks of our main episodes we're going to be doing dear watmo as its own thing and we're very excited and the other thing is you guys have been i've been getting abuse from people let's call it abuse yeah begging for another episode they say that once every week it's just not it's not good enough for them yeah they got high expectations of us they need it every single week so we are delivering you're welcome yeah another thing that we have been getting a lot of requests for is eleanor baron so in the studio so we're gonna get some raw behind the scenes perspective from our female in charge, our pussy in, in charge. charge. That better be a pussy in charge. <laughs> so, making her debut. Hi, Elle. Hi, Elle. Hi. Speak, How exciting. Come into the so mic. Come on, exciting. speak really. It's very nice to be in- involved. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, your voice. Ooh. Ooh. It's very strange hearing my own voice. <laughs> Okay, should we just get going? Yeah. Hi, guys. Love the pod. Joshua, you know me. I love a good prank. So I, as you know, Joshua, I work as a manager for a skincare company. And I have a guy on my team who has quite a um, cheeky sense of humour, like myself. (laughs) So I devised a plan to send a Christmas card to his parents from a made-up couple and I went to the trouble of buying a Christmas card, (laughs) buying a stamp, going to a post box, which I never do, very old school, and the card went something along the lines of, Dear Michael and Leslie, I hope this finds you well after a lovely Christmas. We miss you all. Can't wait to have you all over again for dinner sometime soon. Michael, you must bring one of your famous curries. Until we see you again, take care, God bless, lots of love always, Brian and Sue. So, Brian and Sue, they're actually the names of my dad and his partner. I don't know, just thought, well, I just needed two random names. Anyway, (laughs) so my colleague actually managed to capture the moment on his phone. He managed to capture very secretly his mum receiving the card. He happened to be home at the time. (laughs) And she obviously was very puzzled. And now this spiralled. They were calling family members, calling relatives, calling friends. Who the hell are Brian and Sue? It tickled me, anyway, a little bit. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And Joshua, you probably got a lot more prank stories that I've done than I have because there's too many for me to account. And... What do they say? Boy who cried wolf. Love you. <laughs> okay, so that's you know I love a prank. That's amazing. Prank. I have to tell you, like, so this is this is my friend Hannah. We used to work together many many years ago um, at a small, a very small shop. Just me and her. We we're in charge of everything, and we got this phone call in the store almost every <laughs> single day that we worked together. That was 
genuinely frightening. It was like, you know, heavy breathing and either they'd be like, like really scary, you know. Or sometimes it'd just be like questions like, what time do you open? You know. And um, we were working. We're like, well, we're clearly already open, sir. Um, But it was around Portobello Road, which I know. Portobello Road. Portobello Road, yeah. Um, Which has a. This is an awesome. This is thing, in addition to the clothes that I, I tell you about where places in London are. You'd love to talk about what, the, this, this the specific street. location where these places are. It cracks me he up. Well, the you, scene. It says I'm really the scene, sets honey. The scene. Really so, sets the scene. I mean, scene. I think maybe Elle will know what I'm talking about, which is that <laughs> it has a really um, sort of mixed demographic that lived there like around there is like crazy rich people in like these big beautiful houses but at the same time there's like a lot of crackheads so there's sort of a lot of police around there because they're you know trying to protect all the rich people and all their money so my point about that is that so police had walked past the store a couple of times and we'd had them in and hannah hannah would say like oh my god we're getting this phone call and we're really <laughs> scared and oh it's quite scary we talked to i talked to management about it and everything this happened for about seven months so i was leaving that job and the day i left we were working together and the phone call happened she'd gone to the bathroom and the, the phone rang and uh it, same thing it was like <laughs> and i was like i just put the phone down and i was screaming i was like hannah the man called again and she comes out she's like are you stupid it's me. <laughs> I'm the one. And she's she, you know, she would console me. Every time I have she's like, babes, oh my god, we need to we need to we're gonna do something about this. We're gonna talk yeah. to the police. We're gonna yeah. talk. She's insane. She's an insane person. And I went to go see you her. You can't trust people. You yeah. can't trust Hannah. You can't that's trust for sure. It's kinda like the Chrome extension. Remember the Chrome extension? Yeah. Yeah, from last week. <laughs> With Nicolas Cage all over yeah. it. The guy who was trying to help me and was going through everything. He was the one who added the Chrome extension. <laughs> Bastard. You can't trust anyone. Trust issues. I, yeah. went, I went to London recently. I won't tell you the name of the street because you'll just pop off again. But um, <laughs> yeah, Why went, is it relevant? I went to go see her at her new job. She's a man- manager at a beautiful brand. I can't, maybe I can't say on the, on the part. <laughs> but I went, we were, I met her outside her job. It was her lunch break. And we were walking back to the shop because I wanted to see where she worked. And she's like, oh, by the way, don't tell any of my staff about the prank calling because I do it to them too sometimes. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Still going she's strong. Yeah, she's crazy. She's fucking fantastic. She sounds amazing. She's from Manchester and she's just also got... I can hear that that whole um, prank with the got to try your curry. <laughs> yeah, so, I, can, I can see my parents doing that, being like, be like, talk of the town, calling all the neighbors. Who the fuck are Brian and Sue? How do they know about my special curries? It's it's relieving just enough detail about them yeah, that so is good. just so, so that is good. such a brilliant thing to do. If my parents were like, if they received that letter, oh shit, honey, oh my god, I can only imagine. My mom would probably shit herself. <sighs> Should we do it? I think we should. We should. We should try it out. We should have done it for Easter because that's the Lord's Day. That's a Jesus Day. Jesus. Well, because I have quite fantastic handwriting, I just got to tell everyone about it. But we have to find the stock I could write, handwrite something out. Oh my God. We need to. We're going to do it. That's hysterical. <laughs> have you guys ever pranked people like that? Like, have you guys ever. I'm not a big pranker. I don't really respond mm. to pranks. And I don't yeah, really. Yeah, you know, prank. that's not really your sense of humor. No, I like a kind of more direct sense of humor. I don't like to cause confusion. I like people to be scandalized. <laughs> <sighs> 
In what way? Well, I just, I know that like I'm... A, like an underground sex drama politician. Well, I'm also quite aware of the fact that I hold stories that I think other people will find interesting. And my humor is more based around that, I think. Rather than, like, pranking someone to make them feel embarrassed. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. You see the difference there? Like, I, I, think it's, I think it's more fun when people get an opportunity to talk about something that they probably had some shame around or were curious about or, mm. you know... That they, they they couldn't possibly ask anyone else about, you know. It actually happened at um See Elle and I are spiteful Capricorns. Oh yeah. you are we Cap- <laughs> like FK FK no, Twigs. Yeah, well we have They're no crispy. we yeah. We are crispy. But I can I can give you kind of an example without giving names. Remember we were at Joel's release party. I was having a nice conversation, well like a fun conversation with someone there about BDSM and Kink and we're sort of, you know, laughing and whatnot. And then he revealed to me his naughty, dirty kink as oh a straight God. person. Which I wish. Felt... I hope I. If it's if it's the person I'm hoping it is at that party. <sighs> oh, oh no! I think I know who you're talking about. It wasn't him. Okay. For fuck's sake. Don't care then. No. Yeah. <laughs> but it was another straight person who was really beautiful, and he told me his dirty kink, and that was kind of like the result of us having this lovely, fun conversation about it. So mm. I'm more of the harbour of secrets. And then you're like, ha pranked you. You taught me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is on the yeah, podcast. I've been live tweeting this entire <laughs> time. <laughs> Joke's on you, my friend. <laughs> Should we go to the next one? Yeah. I wanted to leave a voicemail about love, but about toxic love. I was in an abusive relationship for nearly three years. When it started out, though, it was wonderful. He was kind, he was loving, and he made me feel special. He made me feel that he not only wanted me, but he needed me. Mm. Little things were easy to brush off, especially at the start. Then, as I got in deeper and deeper, bigger things stopped feeling like a problem. I was emotionally, financially, and sexually manipulated by him, but by this point, I was so numb to it all because I was in love. When you're in an abusive relationship, little pieces of you get chipped away so slowly and without you noticing that by the time you do realise, you are unrecognisable. Media representation of domestic abuse is not good. I think it's even harder still when you're queer because you never see what it might look like for a queer relationship to be an abusive Mm. one. Love can be wonderful and intoxicating, but it can also be smothering and toxic. Just look after yourself as best you can and if something feels off trust your feelings whoa hard turn hard turn <laughs> hard turn hard turn thank you so much for that message yeah thank you i so many mm, so many thoughts have come up specifically the one around queer people determining relationships but also what toxicity is mm. I think that's really interesting. I'd never thought about that before. Mm, I think, yeah, the comments sort of on um, queer representation around around what that could look like. I mean, I mean that's that's a that's a that's a fantastic point. Why it's why it's really important to see yourself in like media and things like that. I think we probably learn a lot of things um, like what relationships look like, like from TV, for example, right? Yeah, and you don't see those as as much. Sort of how relationships can go wrong and struggles and da da da. It's it's mostly the, the straighties out there, isn't it? Yeah, but have you ever for young been people? In a, I mean, but that manipulation is really interesting because I would say that I wasn't manipulated in my previous long relationship, 
but I get, I, I allowed things to happen for the sake of love. Yeah. Have you guys ever done that before? Like made sacrifices that probably you wouldn't today mm. to oh, be loved? Well, I think actually for me, without sort of revealing any too much information, I think definitely the more distance I get from previous relationships, I realize how some behavior was toxic. But like in the moment, I was like, Oh, it's absolutely fine yeah. for me to sacrifice this thing that I absolutely need if it means that what I get in exchange is love, protection, care, etc. Yeah. Would actually it should it really should just be no compromise. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Don't you think? Mm, I think. Yeah, same. I think you look back and you can be like, "Oh, bit by bit, I was slowly that wasn't how I would have wanted yeah. to be treated and stuff like that." Absolutely. And the, and the kind of slowly picking away because it would never happen in one big go you won't suddenly probably be treated like that no. but the little bit by bit and then you can look back and be like that wow how did we get here well and the expect i think what's interesting is like for the expectation of women a lot of times mm. in those yeah. relationships oh, too mm. there is like a different expectation that you would probably put up with different things yeah where for us we don't necessarily we are kind of defining that but i also think of like a dom sub relationship too mm. like there could be some quote-unquote mm. manipulation that happens when you're already succumbing to a person like i could see a dominant really taking advantage of mm. a person well that's the yeah. that's why consent is like a massive part of bdsm which we talked about last week Go listen to that episode. And I think that manipulation and sort of taking advantage of, of someone can be a part of the deal. It's like a part of what it, what's sexy about it and what it's you signed. Almost. Yeah, it's what you yeah. signed up for. But it can only happen with the conversation where boundaries and limits have been explicitly talked about. My advice for anyone is if you get into a relationship or start talking to a dominant who doesn't talk to you or ask you about limits and boundaries, big red fucking flag. Yeah. yeah, 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 and Great. also be wary of anyone who says I got no limits. Mm. It's like okay, so if I ask someone, "Do you have any limits?" and they say, "I got no limits," and I say, "Okay, so then you think pedophilia is okay, having sex with mm. dogs?" and they're like, "No, of course not." I'm like, "This is you, ha you have to have the conversation. Talk about yeah. talk about everything, even if it seems wild, you know." But I almost think like in that scenario, you do have a platform for discussion. But there's a lot of cases, especially in hetero relationships, where you just don't have that expectation. Like there's a lot of unspoken expectations. Mm. Yeah, that's why I think. So how do you navigate that? I mean, how do you navigate that as a woman who's, you know, in yeah, a new relationship who is loving a person who potentially has some red flags? Mm. I mean, have you ever? Well, I think also the other thing is like the, the problem side of that is that women who are open about what they want and what they need and being upfront in that way are always demonized as well. They're like, ah, oh, she's Absolutely. a bitch. Because she yeah. said to I me that... I think it comes with age as well. You kind of can be more like, this is what I want and this is, I will not be treated in this kind of way or these are my, you know, morals and things like that. And, and when I look back at my teenage relationships and stuff like that, you realize I would never let myself be treated like that now, all those little things. But I think it maybe comes with hindsight and age. Mm. Yeah. You can have those standards or maybe they're not even standards, but you know. But it's still hard because it's bit by bit that someone will do that to you. It won't be. Yeah, yeah it chips over, away yeah, at it you. It chips away. It's not at one big girl. Mm. So you'd be like, absolutely not. And, and they're, probably, they're probably at the same time. On the other side, the person who's the one doing the manipulating is probably also developing their skills as a manipulator oh, yeah. as they go. Yeah. You know? They know they couldn't oh, get away with it in, yeah. in, at the start. And sometimes they... Sometimes also people don't know what they're how they're doing it. They just you know they have like a toxic kind of personality. They're not so like they're so close to their own life. They don't realize like how 
how much of a troublemaker they are or oh. like how abusive they are. So yeah. it's it's such a dangerous sure. it's such a dangerous thing. Mm, that's mm. really interesting. Have I ever abused that power when yes. you know that they're submissive? <laughs> yeah, I probably have. With me, you have anyway. I have. No, I'm joking. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm thinking about that sort of in a sexual sense. I've never done that in a relational sense because I'm mm. such a communicator and mm. I, I am such a curator of the the moment that I want everyone to be enjoying it. And mm. I don't think it's even in my nature to do that if I have a real strong emotional connection. Mm. But sexually, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I would say get into the habit of before meeting, yeah, either in, about in person yeah. or, or I mean, it can be when you meet the first time in person or it's actually easy just to do it on text because you get it all out there to say like, to ask directly, what are your boundaries? What are the things that you're really not okay with me doing? Like if we, and can give some scenarios too, like what if I shove the whole dealer down your throat? I don't know. <laughs> you know, are we, I'm, I'm serious yeah. too. It's like, you know, it's good to get into those things. And then you've had the conversation. Also talking about um, safe words, for example, as well, so that they have an option to, you know, green, yellow, red, you know, the traffic light system. Yeah. Green, everything's good. Yellow, let's take a moment. Red, stop the whole session yeah. yeah and so then if you are smashing their throat and they're like <laughs> then you know <laughs> then you know to like take Red. a break yeah yeah so yeah i think it's good to get into the habit of that yeah yeah and that's it that was dear what that's see? it some fun little side stories a wrap short and sweet and thank you, Elle, for joining us. <laughs> oh thank for you the perspective, guys. for the well-rounded perspective. We really needed it. Thank you very yeah, much for having me. It's been nice. Pleasure, you're welcome. Go follow us on our socials at Awatmopod, A-W-A-T-M-O-P-O-D. And we'll see you at the next Dear, Dear Awatmo. Awatmo. <laughs>